Hello, Diana here with your weekly spell casting for September 5 through September 11. This is going to be a busy week. We have the Moon Void, of course, Tuesday, September 6, from 5.43 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time through 11.41 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Thursday, September 8, 8.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time through Friday, September 9th, 12.42 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Saturday, September 10th, 8.29 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time through Sunday, September 11th, 2.47 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, on Monday, September 5th, it's Labor Day in Canada and the U.S., on Saturday, September 10th at 5.59 a.m. is the Full Harvest Moon. And this moon, month's full moon is also called the Autumn Moon, Falling Leaves Moon, Leaves Turning Moon, Moon of Brown Leaves, or Yellow Leaf Moon. And there's more information on that on Ravenhawk's podcast, which will be about this month's full moon. Mercury retrograde begins Friday, September 9th at 11.38 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and it goes through Sunday, October 2nd, 5.07 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Monday, September 5th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for domestic power. On Tuesday, September 6th, there is strong energy available for intensity, fiery energy, passion, and sexuality, and there is sufficient energy available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for personal power. And your spell work is best done before 5.43 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. On Wednesday, September 7th, strong energy is available for solitary magic and sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells to remove blocks to communication. On Thursday, September 8th, strong energy is available for travel plans. Sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for business success. Spell work is best done before 8.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Friday, September 9th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for friendship. And Saturday, September 10th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for protection. Spell work is best done before 8.29 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Sunday, September 11th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for motivation and personal finances. And... Please uh, check out the uh, full moon, September full corn moon video on uh, ravenhawksmagazine.net. So this month's correspondence is September's full moon. And the names for September full moon include your barley moon, chrysanthemum moon, Crone Moon, Fruit Moon, Moon of the Wise, Moon when calves grow hair, Moon when deer paw the earth, Mulberry Moon, Nut Moon, Shedding Moon, Singing Moon, Sturgeon Moon, and Vine Moon, and Wine Moon. 
This is a powerful time for banishing, clearing, for crone magic, for earth magic rituals and spells, and workings that are related to balance, cooperation, fertility, flexibility, healing, manifestation, organization, protection, sex, thanksgiving, wisdom, and psychic development. Depending on where you live, this may also be an auspicious time for workings that are related to gathering and harvesting. And we will be right back after a message from our sponsors to read our oracle card for the week. So this week's oracle reading comes from the Fairies Oracle by Brian Froud and Jessica Macbeth. And we are looking at card number 13, which is Solace. Um, keywords are knowledge, consciousness, synthesis, and spiritual empowerment. Solace stands midway between the realm of the singers and that of manifest reality, the realm of fairy, this world and other realms and dimensions. The singers dwell in a cosmos without boundaries or differentiation, but we and the fairies live in worlds where there are limitations to overcome and boundaries to identify and expand, which helps us to grow. When we don't know what we need or who to turn to, Solace will help us if we ask. To an Oracle group member, Solace said, Allow the surface noise to fade, I am here waiting. Solace encourages us to stand on our own feet and to recognize and utilize our own wisdom, to depend on our own strength and to acknowledge and work with our own good qualities using them as stepping stones to improve the less good. Yet at the same time, Solace recognizes that we cannot do everything alone and helps us to make the connections and to have the insight that will help us to accept wisdom, energy, and assistance from other realms, especially the realms of the singers and of fairy. With faith in the human spirit, Solace sees us as arrows fired from a bow, choosing our own directions and soaring into undreamed of heights, empowered to trust and the creative life force. In a starter reading, Solace is radiant, energizing, and vitalizing. This presence in a reading often indicates that something new is being brought into being in our lives, partly through our own efforts and partly through the help we are receiving from other realms. Miracles may take place. Movement into the light is occurring. This is a time for taking action, passing on our blessings and learning, and for service given from a position of strength. If you should receive this card uh, reversed, when the light and spiritual empowerment of solace is veiled, we need to remember that this singer is there to help with seemingly lost causes and forlorn hopes. When you don't even know what to ask for, ask for his help and guidance, and then do the best you can for yourself. Now also included in this reading is a brief um, awareness of the she, uh, who are the people of the hills, the lords and ladies of fairy. They are the old ones. Even when they are as young, all fairies dance, but the she do so to mediate the powerful energies of the singers and to bring them into manifestation throughout the world. 
and of course for the pure joy of it. Their great alchemical art is the dance of life itself. They are the ones who create, nurture, and build the worlds and their inhabitants, yet they are also available to us individually as guardians, teachers, and comforters. They seem to enjoy creating frequent miracles as well. In one sense, fairy is a land of the past where the spirit world and the human world once worked in closer harmony. In the fairy's presence, we experience a nostalgic yearning for that time and for all the lost hopes and all the lost dreams and all that once was as might have been and all and may someday be again. That is a quote from Brian Froud. The she has sometimes been called gods and goddesses, but that isn't how they think of themselves. They are the elder race, the forerunners, the ancient ones. Once in the early mists of time, they were as undeveloped as we are now, and we shall eventually, far in the future, be as they are now. Part of our contact with them is to teach us to be more like them and to give us role models for our far future. In fairy, the concept of lords and ladies is different from what it is for humans. It is not a matter of authority. Imagine telling individual fairies what to do. It would be like trying to herd cats or butterflies or wasps. Nor is it a matter of having privileges that other fairies don't have. Instead, fairy lords and ladies are the most respected of fairy for what they do. They set examples through their work and the way they live. They do not give orders, knowing how important it is to respect the free will of others. Instead, they make suggestions and more rarely requests, but there is no force. Therefore, we are never punished for disobedient to ungiven instructions, although we may punish ourselves for not cooperating with them by missing out on the wonders we, we would have gained if we had been more cooperative. Each of the she has his or her own potent magic power that acts through all life. The she themselves are profoundly wise and their actions are for the highest good of all involved. However, we too have those powers in embryo. These abilities are something we gradually earn by using them wisely. These magics sing very powerfully in our lives and like the little girl with the curl in the nursery rhyme, when they're good, they are very, very good, and when they're bad, they are horrid. With these energies, it is important to remember that the flip side of powerful creativity is formidable destruction. The energies channeled by the singers can only be used by humans creatively for good. Otherwise, these energies can be blocked, but never misused. On the other hand, the powers used for good by the she can be employed by humans either for good or for ill. Such a misuse by humans of the she's energy always rebounds upon the doer in one way or another. This is just another way of defining karma. When we humans exercise these powers, we can use them appropriately and compassionately, or we can misuse them. The patterns of misuse usually falls into three categories, blocking, twisting, and negating. As we look at the cards in the section on the reverse meanings, we will briefly consider each of these difficulties and what we may do about them. Lastly, although the she are so powerful and so wise, please do not assume that they are formal or stuffy or pompous. 
If you look at their pictures and consider the company they keep, I have never encountered fairies whose sense of humor didn't sparkle and fizz around them. And this was from uh, Brian Froud, who also wrote the Good Fairy and Bad Fairy book. So this is quite a remarkable deck. And thank you so much for being with me today. And I look forward to chatting with you next week.